Welcome to the Fit CEO Podcast. Podcast. And we are back. What is up, everyone? We are live on episode number five of Fit CEO Podcast with your host, of course, JC, Mr. J. Cliz himself. I'm beyond excited right now. Um, I have so much gratitude, so much appreciation and love for each and every one of you that tune in to every episode. Thank you guys so much. And please don't be shy to share and shout out the podcast. It means a lot. Just diving into, diving right into it. Um, You know, I've started these podcast episodes out with some fun little stories or I've brought up some interesting things and I will do that often but but today I really just want to get right into it because we're talking about some exercises you can utilize to overcome the negative effects of posture and I recently have had a lot of people ironically bring it up to me just asking me how I can help them hey what exercises can I do what stretches can I do what are some things I can do just at the office or while I'm at home maybe watching The Sopranos or watching Game of Thrones or just chilling for the day. And they say, hey, I feel like I'm stiffening up in the back of my neck. My lower back's hurting, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like I'm getting a little lump, like a little bump on the back of my neck. My head's going forward. What's going on here? And, uh, you know, posture, it's so bad. It's so overlooked. And it really needs to be addressed. And believe it or not, but according to the American Journal of Pain Management, is the stated posture effects and moderates every physiological function from breathing to hormonal production. And there's even some negative effects they found from poor posture that can lead to some spinal pain, can lead to he- uh, headaches. Maybe you've experienced some tension headaches. Um, can even affect your blood pressure, believe it or not, and even your lung capacity, which that definitely makes sense. I mean, if you've ever seen anyone who carries himself very slouched over, if you ever find yourself being slouched over, do you ever just regather yourself, straighten out your posture, straighten out your neck, and take a big deep breath in? You just feel the your lungs, your rib cage, everything just open up, and you're like, wow, and your spine, your back starts cracking. Um, one thing I like to do is I actually like to go and lay up my back on a bozu ball and just stretch my back out and kind of roll back and it opens up my rib cage, my lungs, and it really does help. And imagine those folks who don't address this though. They just walk through the motion of life continuously, hunched over, their head protruding forward. Um, serious upper cross syndrome, a lot of serious problems there, and never address it. And that's when you see the person who's 80 years old and they look like the hunchback of Notre Dame or Notre Dame or however you say it. And dude, every time, and look, I don't want this to sound bad, but sometimes when I see elderly folks and they have horrible upper cross syndrome, that's when their head is super far forward. I mean, it looks like it's almost coming off of their neck. I literally just want to go up behind them and just say, what's up? And just crack their backs. Just literally just want to grab them from behind and just crack their backs and just straighten out their their fucking spines and just put their 
their neck and head back in a neutral position, man. Do you ever feel like that? I think I think like every exercise professional feels that way or a lot of doctors probably see that too or physical therapists as well. They're just like, dude, we like what's up with this guy? They just need to be like flattened out. That sounds really bad, but come on, man. It's true. They do. They do need that address. Um, you don't want to be that person walking around with the hunchback in Notre Dame. You know, is it Notre Dame or Notre Dame? I know, like, in football, it's Notre Dame, right? So, hunchback of Notre Dame, you know, and it, it, it needs to be addressed, man. So, we're going to talk about some exercises you can utilize. If you start seeing that with yourself, it doesn't matter what age you are. I mean, we just use the joke with the elderly folks because some of them have it really bad where it's, like, unbelievable. But with younger folks, I mean, dude, it's so common. I mean, so many people, man, I see with their heads protruding forward, even people in the gym who think they're Mr. Know-it-alls and just, you know, this master fitness or whatever. And it's like, all right, man, well, while you're so focused on your buys and your tries, you should probably focus on bringing your head back to a neutral position and strengthening your trapezes and your pectorals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so... Let's dive into some of those exercises right away because it's very exciting. And I've even had some friends recently ask me for some help at the gym on this topic. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to see them probably in a couple of days. And I'm going to tell them, tune in to episode five. I touch on five different exercises you can utilize at the office, at work, at school, uh, at your house when you're just binge watching Netflix, whatever, you know, take a little bit, uh, every day to do this. And, uh, you know, the, the other reason why you're seeing it in younger individuals, just as much as you've ever seen, um, or, you know, as opposed to older individuals is because the, the use of technology today, of course, right? We all have iPhones now and iPads, et cetera, et cetera. And what happens is that leads to you looking down a lot more. And what happens is when your head tilts forward, the weight of it effectively goes from about 10 to 12 pounds in the neutral position to as much as 60 pounds at 60 degrees of flexion, which is typically the position your head is in when you're looking down at your device or reading a book or whatever. Over time, the forward head position leads to uh, ligamentous creep deformation, and that can have some lasting neurophysiological effects. And along with ligamentous deformation, uh, muscle adaptations can occur, which can result to upper cross syndrome. And upper cross syndrome is when you see those individuals with extremely uh, rounded shoulders and you see their head protruding forward. Uh, upper cross syndrome is typically because the client or the individual has uh, tightness in their upper trapezes, their levator scapula, and sometimes even their pectoral muscles are really tight as well. So along with some weakness in the deep cervical flexors and middle to lower trapezius muscles as well. So what you can do is as these postural changes occur, the neck and the upper body, your lower body can even be susceptible to some of these adaptations as well. So we're not only going to address some benefits for the 
upper half of the body and posture, but the lower as well. With that being said, let's let's uh let's try to f touch on some things to help this from happening and getting worse. If you're on track with these problems, or if you know someone, or if you're ever worried that you're gonna be the person that looks like the hunchback in Notre Dame, you need your back popped every day, and you need to be flanned out. <laughs> and hopefully we don't have to do that <laughs> but um what we can do is uh to prevent some of the deformation adaptation risk um here's some corrective exercises that you guys can utilize and it's minimal time it's no equipment it's very easy you can literally do it whenever so let's talk about the forward head posture it's typically associated with the weak the the weakness of the deep cervical flexor found on the interior region of the neck um, it's also the forward head position can be associated with the mid um, thoracic scapular retraction muscles and the shortening of the opposing cervical extensors and pectoral muscles which are also a potential factor so we're going to address utilizing exercises to address improving those muscles um, and opening those up. So if you are someone with a forward head, uh, you know, a forward head posture and you even start kind of seeing that bump on the back of your neck, um, or you have upper cross syndrome, um, these exercises are going to be really solid for you. Um, and before I dive into these, I hope I'm not offending anyone when I make those jokes about, um, the head protruding forward, the big bump on the back of the neck, wanting to pop their back. But look, it's okay to kind of be uh, facetious about certain things like that because, guys, it's not a good thing. It's not shaming, you know. Um, I don't want to get too much on a, a off topic, but people are very sensitive right now. And it's just, if you're very, very sensitive, like any little joke or just silly things I do or may say, you can't listen to this show then if you're sensitive. I'm... I'm going to say things that may come off taboo, may come off silly. I'm always being facetious, though. I'm, see, like, that's my personality, though. Like, I I'm, love to have fun. I'm very professional, very serious, and yet I love to joke around at the same time, man. If you can't be serious but keep things light with a balance, then you, you need to relax, man. You need to, like, balance your chakras or something. You know, who knows? I'm very lucky and blessed, I guess, to be from Washington State. where People are cool as shit. And, you know, um, just super easygoing. And that's how I want you guys to feel when you tune into this podcast show, man. Just feel that weight lifted off your shoulder. Feel the easygoing vibes. Have a good time. I love to personally connect with you guys. But at the same time, get a lot out of it. I mean... Every episode, you're going to learn a lot. I mean, you'll, there's research, there's studies. It's all exercise science-based. Um, you know, all the neuroscience stuff we addressed. You know, there's studies and literature from front to back on this kind of stuff. You can always look it up. You know, you can always replay the episode and go, go back and look up some stuff or the studies or whatever. And But at the same time, we're going to keep it fun. And um, I'm not a comedian, but I like to... Pretend I am sometimes, especially when I'm on the mic, kind of get in that mode. So um, don't take offense, guys. It's all funny games. Be silly. Be funny. Okay, let's start with exercise number one um, 
to help address the the forward head posture, the upper cross syndrome. So this exercise is head retraction. And you'll want to start with being seated or standing, looking forward with your shoulders back in a neutral position. What you'll want to do next is activate your core muscles and attempt to draw your head directly backwards. Maintain level head position and be sure to not tilt your head up, not tilt your head down. But when you do this, you'll want to hold it for two seconds and then return back to starting position. And you'll want to do that for about three to 10 reps. So look up head retraction on Google if you don't understand what I'm saying. A lot of trainers who listen to this podcast will definitely know what I'm saying. But for the individual who has no idea, please just Google that. But I think what you guys are going to like real soon here is the podcast is going to start um, getting featured and posted on classnutrition.com really soon here. And a lot of the information I cover that revolves maybe some visual, you, you need to see a picture or it would be a lot easier to understand what I'm trying to explain with the picture or some visual. I'm actually going to be posting some of the visuals um, along with the audio under it um, on the website real soon here. So keep that in mind. Um, but anyways, second exercise. Um, it's a doorway chest stretch. So imagine opening up a door in your house, standing in the doorway. Um, and what you'll want to do is you'll want to bend your elbow at, okay, so go in your doorway. Sorry, let me explain this. Go in your doorway, put your arm up, bend your elbow at a 90 degree angle, and your elbow should slightly be below shoulder level and rest your forearm on the wall while you're in the doorway and then what you'll want to do is lean your body into the doorway until there's just a gentle stretch felt inside your chest and in the front of your shoulder you'll want to hold that for about 20 to 30 seconds and try that for about three reps so do you guys get that do some head retractions then go over into your doorway while in the doorway, put your arm up just in a L-shaped 90-degree angle, just slightly under your shoulder. Or, you know, so don't have it right at shoulder level, but just slightly be show, below shoulder level. L-shaped, 90-degree angle, up against the wall while you're in the doorway. Slightly lean forward, and you're going to feel a little bit of that tension, a little bit of that stretch right there in the front of your shoulder and your pectoral. There you go. Third exercise, shoulder retraction. So you'll want to start with standing in great posture, shoulders back, head up, and you'll want to bend your elbows to 90 degrees and keep your elbows near your side. So it looks like you're creating L shapes with your arms down by your side with your arms out. And then what you'll want to do is draw your shoulders back and then squeezing your shoulder blades together. Um, and you'll feel the stretch in your chest and your front shoulders as well. Be sure to not allow your shoulders to raise upward. Um, and you're going to want to hold those for about five to 10 seconds for three to five reps. So those are three very powerful, easy, simple, useful techniques right there. 
just to improve some of that upper cross syndrome in general. Now, as you guys know, uh, let's dive into some benefits for the lower back as well, because if you guys know, prolonged sitting, that can affect your posture, not just for the upper body. Obviously, like when you're sitting, you're looking down at your computer, looking down at a book or reading or writing, not only will it affect your upper body, but a lot of the sedentary lifestyle, a lot of y'alls are living, it can affect your lower body as well. So this can lead to some tightness in the hip flexors, along with uh, some inhibition of the extensor muscles, which can lead to a motor pattern, which is known as gluteal amnesia. It's also known as interior pelvic tilt. Um, and a lot of your guys's personal training textbooks or just a lot of articles or literature you'd read in the exercise science world, it's most likely going to refer to it as interior pelvic tilt. Um, and you'll want to utilize these exercises because they can help enhance the gluteal muscle function and it'll also help unload the back and it'll also help enhance that hip flexor mobility um, with specific uh, psoas muscle targeting. So with that being said, let's utilize these two exercises. And one, let's start with the glute hip bridge. You want to start lying on the floor facing up. So you're laying on your back, arms down by your side, legs out on your back facing up on the floor. You'll want to bend your knees so your feet are firmly on the floor and your arms are still extended, extended down at your side. And you'll want to activate your core muscles and begin to lift your hips off of the floor to attain a bridge position with your knees, hips, and shoulders all in alignment. And then you'll simply want to return back to starting position, lowering back down. You'll want to do that for about three to 10 reps for, for beginners, um, or just most individuals, three to 10 reps. And if you experience any cramping or anything like that in the back of your thighs, just be sure to implement a little bit of hamstring stretching before and after. Um, and lastly, to wrap up these, what I feel just such powerful and yet easy five exercises for posture is let's wrap it up with some standing hip, with the standing hip flexor stretch. And you are going to need a chair for this one, I guess. But like I said, these are things you can do at home, at the office. There's a chair everywhere in the world, pretty much. Or wherever you're going to be at, there's probably a chair. And if there isn't a chair, wherever you're at, um, or just anything like chair level, um, where are you then? I mean, there's something around, right? So <laughs> find a chair and, um, what you'll need to do is stand in front of the chair about 18, like have the chair about just a little over a foot in front of you. So about 18, 20 inches, depending on how long your legs are, but about, like I said, 15, 18, 20 inches. Then what you want to do is place one of your feet flat on the chair. Um, and you'll slowly allow your hips to glide slightly forward until there's just a gentle stretch, which is felt um, on the front of, of the straight leg that is not on the chair. Hold it for 20 to 30 seconds, and then boom, try it for about three reps. Very powerful, alternate between legs, maybe three sets. Um, per leg so five exercises boom right there guys and i'm pretty sure you guys uh, i i feel like i explained it all pretty visual but um 
I can always do videos as well. I can even just throw some of these videos up on Instagram if you guys really want it. Just send me a direct message. F-I-T-C-E-O podcast is my Instagram page. Send me a direct message and say, hey, I downloaded and listened to episode five. I loved it. I understand what you're saying, but I'd love to see a little bit more of the visual with it. Just let me know and I'll send you just a video. I'll record it real quick. Boom, right there on the spot. Or if I get enough requests for a particular exercise out of these five, I'll just do five videos and just post it all as one post on IG. So kind of going into a segue here out of posture uh, exercises. Let's dive into four ways you can utilize to help sleep better. Sleeping better is extremely important. We've talked about sleep in the last episode, just about REM sleep and slow wave sleep and lucid dreaming and et cetera, et cetera. And just to give you guys a little refresh, uh, REM sleep, R-E-M, that's rapid eye movement sleep. And I just said SWS, for those who don't know, that's slow wave sleep. So just a little refresher on that. But um, here's some ways to help you guys sleep better. I think you'll love it a lot. Utilize it. It's going to help you wake up feeling refreshed and more powerful and ready and just better than ever to take on the day as a trainer, as a student, as a family friend, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So one very simple, your sleep atmosphere. Guys, I know it seems obvious, but not necessarily. You'll want to make sure the room is very dark. You'd be surprised of how many little lights are on in your room that you never even think about it. So try to black out the room as much as possible. And also, you'll want it to be very cool in the room. Not cool like as in Mr. Cool Guy with the douche haircut and some Ray-Bans on. We're talking like cool like the temperature, okay? So try to aim for that 65 to 75 degree range and you'll be set. I mean, 75 is a little high. I'd probably go 65 to 72 degrees. I personally try to aim for that 69 to 71 degree temperature range in my room, blacked out room. Maybe a little nightlight. Maybe. Just plug it in at the wall, down the wall, if necessary. But don't look at it. But if it makes you feel better because of ghosts or whatever, demons in your house, uh, it doesn't hurt. But uh, holy water is good for that. Okay, so nice comfortable cool atmosphere dark room second one utilizing the fact that you guys are all fitness individuals and taking advantage of vigorous exercises um, constantly exercising can obviously play a big factor being physically and mentally fit is extremely important and um, there was actually a poll in uh, it was called Sleep in America, and it was conducted by the National Sleep Foundation. This was in 2013, and what they found that individuals who routinely participated in vigorous exercises, they actually had two times better sleep than the, uh, the opposed participants in the poll who weren't doing vigorous exercise. So all of us fitness freaks, we sleep better, apparently, according to this poll, but it can depend. I mean, if you have high anxiety, you're hitting the gym at like 10 and then you have to be in bed in like 40 minutes. Um, don't blame the fact that it's the exercise. Blame you. I mean, get your shit together with your schedule then. If you're needing to be in bed by 1030 at the latest and you're getting done with the gym at 10, obviously you're not going to be able to get down to bed in 30 minutes. By the time you get home, uh, you'll probably want to shower, right? You want to bring bed bugs in your bed. Ugh. So... And, and obviously, you're probably not taking like a, a elephant 
tranquilizer dose to the dome, right? To the neck. So you probably end up taking an hour and a half <laughs> to go to sleep. So make sure you're exercising vigorously every day, but don't do it right before bed. I mean, you know, try to get your exercise done like two hours before you normally would go to bed and you'll have a lot easier and just a better time falling asleep. Um, another thing you can really consider before sleep is just meditation that can help treat some insomnia issues. And there was actually the study back in 2009 from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. And what they found is meditation relaxation can help with it a lot. So I don't really know the full, you know, details, literature on that study. I just know there was one. So if I could pull that up or find that this week, I will touch on it in a couple of days on the next episode. Another great one is uh, hot showers. Hot showers. So check this out. Taking a hot shower, guys, and rinsing in a hot shower can increase your core body temperature. Um, you'd want to do that about an hour and a half before your bedtime. Uh, what happens is when you get out of the shower, actually, is when you experience a drop in the core body temperature, of course. But what it does is it actually alarms a signal in your brain to produce more melatonin. Um, what happens, and, and just to clarify what that is, melatonin, it's a hormone made by the pineal gland, and melatonin helps make you sleepy and it helps regulate sleep. So taking a really hot shower, hopping out, core body temperature then goes from high core body temperature, drops down to low body temperature, spikes the melatonin, and boom, you're gonna be able to be much sleepier. Um, so try that. I always take hot showers at night, like two hours before I go to bed. It works. Trust me. Love it. Um, lastly, utilizing a sleep shield on your phone, um, or maybe even getting some like blue light blocking glasses. Um, but as you guys know, there is like blue light shields you can put on your phone. There's different apps or there's just different settings that you guys can put on your phones to minimize the blue light. Um, turning down the brightness before bed, of course. And then, like I just said, there's kind of this new thing that's getting a lot more popular. Well, not really popular, but it's not as unknown as it was five years ago, which is blue light blocking glasses. Um, there's a brand I randomly came across. Um, I have nothing to do with this brand. I don't, I've never even tried their glasses yet. I just came across them. I really love what I was reading and I want to try this. Um, the brand's called Swanwick. Um, and they even have that Ray-Ban look to them. <laughs> it's funny. I kind of brought up Ray-Ban earlier and made a little funny comment about it. Hey, just a heads up. When I said like the douche guy Ray-Ban, I'm, 110% not making fun of Ray-Ban in any way, shape, form. I love Ray-Ban. They're dope, but you know, there's those guys out there. They just get those. They're just hoping. They're like, ah, I just want the one girl. Just want the one girl to see these Ray-Bans, man. Newsflash, buddy. No girl is going to dig you just because you have Ray-Bans on. Okay? Now, if you buy her Ray-Bans, that might be another story. But yeah, you ain't getting no chicks just because you buy Ray-Bans, buddy. So, I see that all the time, man. It's like, buddy, you're spending all this cash on the Ray-Bans. Like, spend all that cash on the gym membership because you need to drop some, you know, you need to get in 
get fit, bro. So, but, uh, but back to these glasses, um, yeah, they even look kind of cool, you know? So, but the, the lenses are all yellow and orange though. So super dorky, obviously, if you're like trying to wear these to out to the store, the movie theaters or, well, whoa, what am I saying? You won't wear glasses at the movie theaters. You know what I mean? Out at a restaurant. That's what I meant. Just out somewhere. You wouldn't wear these. Um, they have like orange, yellow lenses. Super nerdy, super biohacking, nerdness, dorkiness. Super cool though in a way, but um, for what they do, but you probably wouldn't wear them publicly. I wouldn't care. I mean, I'd wear them, but then I would get sleepy as hell though, and I don't want that until I'm ready to go to bed. So you just wear these at home, and it's gonna you know, blue light interferes with melatonin production. This is going to help mitigate that. It's going to make sure that you don't have any of those distractions from blue light and boom, you'll be able to pass out easier. Pop a couple melatonin gummies and you're definitely going down quick. So there's some great tips right there just to help you sleep better. Atmosphere, 69, 70 degrees, pitch black room, uh, reducing blue light before you sleep, hot shower, and going into cold temperature to regulate the body temperatures and vigorous exercise, which I know you all do. So there you go. Those four things right there, stick to those, those basics at least at first, and you'll find yourself in a, find yourself in a much, much better, deeper, faster recovering, impressive, amazing, lucid dreaming, wild, vivid dream, sleep, whatever. Enjoy it. Um, those are pretty much the topics I really wanted to address most and just really wanted to bring up on this episode. I guess I'll leave you guys just with some some random fun little facts, some fun little gems. Um, just because, like I said, I'm reading new books every week, um, doing research consistently, and I just think you would get a lot out of these fun little tips to wrap up the show. But um, there was a recent uh, research from the lab of uh, the lab of Department of Health Sciences. And they were um, addressing the anabolic windows when using whey protein supplementation. A lot of people are always really crazy about that. Like, you know, and it's so funny too. You get the guy or gal or whoever, you know, they're trying to sound like they're so such a know-it-all. It's like, man, I've been doing this my whole life, guys. I'm 26 now. I've been taking supplements and studying and researching and meeting the top people in the industry and in the world with, with the science and, and understanding supplementation, nutraceuticals, um, since I was 15, it got in this young, and this is so funny. You get the newbie, the Instagram lifter, right? They, they're the pro now because they watch the pros. Um, but, but they're the pro now because they've been lifting for two years and you know, they got an Instagram going and they'll say, yeah, man, you get, you get my shaking. Can't talk. Need the shaking. Got to hit the anabolic window. All right, buddy. Well, those people can actually relax a little bit because apparently what these, uh, these folks from the Department of Health Sciences found is apparently the anabolic window is open for four to six hours after your workout. So if, you know, you forgot your shaker cup, forgot your protein at home and you're at the gym and you got to get back. You're going through the city. It takes you an hour and a half. Don't stress about it. You're good. You're solid. I personally do try to drink my shakes right away. Not even really because I'm being so specific about the anabolic window. 
Um, I mean, I, I think just a little bit in my head, I feel like the sooner I drink it, the better. I think that's why we all put that in our mind. They have research and data, though, showing that four to six hours after exercise, it's still fine. You're still hitting the anabolic window. But I, t- I tend to try to drink my shakes within an hour or two. Um, that's just what I personally like to do, and it seems to work well for me. This anabolic window thing, though, man, it's always changing. There's always, you know, it doesn't really matter whom it is. You know, you get an expert over here saying this, an expert over there saying that. Everyone thinks they have the key. Everyone thinks they know. They think they are right. They got it. You know, just drink your shake, man. <laughs> like, anabolic window this, anabolic window that. Get done with the exercise and drink your damn shake. Like, what are you going to do? Be like, ah, I need to make my shake. And it's like, SpongeBob two days later. And you're, it's like, no. You're going to fucking drink the shake anyways within an hour to four hours anyways, unless you like live in Narnia or your gym's in Narnia and it takes you a hundred million bazillion hours to get home. So no matter what, you're good, man. I mean, drink the shake when you're done, you know, don't be like, oh, you know, I'm drinking my shake, forgot to drink my shake. And it's like two days later, that doesn't even make sense, but it, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, just drink the shake. Get done with the exercise, drink the shake. You're in the you're in the anabolic window, so you're all good, guys. Relax. Let's wrap it up. Whoa, that was my cord to my headphones, but you guys don't care because we're keeping it real. As you guys know, in every episode, I keep it raw and real. And sometimes you hear water bottles, things fall, things bump the mic. It's all good. I want to bring up water, and I'm gonna take a drink of water real quick too. Because it's amazing. That's really weird because I grabbed this water bottle. Like, I just bought a fresh pack of, like, you know, 48 water bottles. And I just grabbed this one out of the pack. And I swear it was open. What the hell? Oh, wait. No, no. Maybe I did take a drink before I started recording. That's freaky, man. Do you guys ever think of that? Like, you get something from the store. Like, a, a you know, a pack of Gatorades or water or whatever. And... Did you ever crack an open? I feel like it was like actually already open before though. Like you know when you open up a bottle, like a water bottle, and you kinda hear that it kinda cracks and you know that it's never been tampered. You ever like get a fresh bottle of something and feel like it didn't do that? Just smoothly the lid comes off and you're like, Whoa, this seal was snapped a little bit. That's kinda what that was just now. So hopefully uh some weirdos didn't do something to that. But I think I did take a sip before I started recording. But I'm just so immersed in this. I'm just so immersed into the microphone. The headphones are on. I'm just, I'm just right there with you guys, chatting with you guys. I just honestly wasn't even. I probably was drinking it and didn't even realize it. So, so water. How can you get some more H2O in your diet? Don't just forget about water, guys. If you're trying to figure out like what can I eat, like what can I eat to get water naturally in my body as opposed to just drinking water bottles well check this out you can have lettuce cucumbers tomatoes spinach and broccoli you know 90 percent um in so in lettuce it's 90 96 i'm saying 90 percent. what am i doing lettuce is 96 percent water rich 
Cucumbers are 94% water-rich. Tomatoes are 93% water-rich. Spinach and broccoli both are 92% water-rich. So you can eat those foods and get quite a bit of water out of those. Um, another thing to consider is using bottled water. Okay. Um, 85% of faucet water is typically contaminated from what they found. Um, just researchers and people who look into this, they found that 85% of faucet water is now contaminated. Whether that's true or not, I'm going to go with it is. It just makes sense. You ever been in New York or LA? Okay. Yeah. Drinking that faucet water or in the county? You ever been in just middle America just, or out in Ohio? Just some, some, or Virginia? What up, Jay Cruz? Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Um, and, um, <laughs> okay, I gotta, I gotta rewind. People right now are saying, "Wait, what? What did you just say? Who's Jay Cruz? What's West Virginia?" We have an athlete that we sponsor with Class Nutrition. His name's Justin Cruz, Justin De La Cruz. Jay Cruz is his like nickname. Jay Cruz Physique. Shoutouts to Jay Cruz Physique on Instagram, and uh, he's from West Virginia. So, and I was just making a joke that it's a super country and county out in the West Virginia area and fossil water is probably not the best, but it's, it's just county rural areas in general. I mean, here in Washington state, we got a lot of county rural areas. A lot of people who are on wells and stuff. You don't want to drink that shit. It's nasty, man. Um, so yeah, try to look for some more bottled water and why do you need to drink so much water though? Like what's the big, the big deal? Well, because of everything. I mean, your muscles are 75% water. Your blood is 84% water. Your lungs are 90% water. Your brain is 70, 76% water. And even your bones are 25% water. So drinking more water is obviously a must. Um, you want to drink water in the morning for sure. Like wake up and for sure just pound a water bottle. Um, and the reason is is because when you're uh, in the morning, it's when you're most toxic and dehydrated. It's that long night of rest of just kind of drying your body out. If you live in a hot area, you're probably sweating, you're sleeping, you don't even realize in it, becoming dehydrated. You want to wake up and pound that water bottle. That also makes sense of probably why you wake up in the middle of the night and you pound water bottles. You're becoming really de dehydrated in your sleep. So when you wake up every morning, pound a bottle of water. Um, ideally, you should never go more than 20 minutes without sipping even a little bit of water. Weird, right? Some of you are like, holy shit, I haven't sipped water in 20 hours. <laughs> like, Guys, drink a lot of water. I always keep a water bottle on me, all times, always drinking water. Um, so yeah, drink your water, do some daily exercises to improve your posture, utilize some hacks to sleep better, and you'll live a better, more optimal, more amazing, beautiful life. I promise. Try it out. DM me, let me know what you think. Peace. Mwah. Hey. Woo, 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 woo.